Content warning for discussions of drugs and death. Hello and welcome to the Billy Shears Club. I'm Caleb Clark. And, uh, and I'm Amber Marie Richardson. And welcome to the Billy Shears Club. Uh, today we've got two lovely albums for you folks. We've got Headlights for Eyes by DBMK and Fever to Tell by Yeah Yeah Yes. Uh, Amber, how about you start us off with a little bit about DBMK? Well, I got a lot of bit about DBMK, so I'll try to keep it um, at a realistic length, but... So, DBMK actually started out kind of in the early 2000s um, as Denim Blue and McLean Keith, which is where they get that acronym DBMK from. So, it used to be Kyle Knudsen, who was their lead vocalist, McLean Keith, um, Kyle Knudsen had recurring dreams where Babe Ruth referred to him as Denim Blue. So that's where we get our DB part from. Um, they came up with album the album The Abyss way back in 2014, Collapse in 2016. But then McLean kind of departed from the group, leaving it as a four-piece with Kyle Knudsen or Denim Blue. Um, he goes by Kyle Knudsen now. Colton Ward, Jacob, and Josh Trenzo, they um, kind of shortened the Denim Blue and McLean Keith to the more palatable DBMK, the more mysterious, possibly. Um, those four were the members during 2018 and the release for Headlights for Eyes. Um, when COVID hit and the band kind of um, had to undergo some changes for that. They shifted more towards a duo of just Nudson and Colton Ward. Um, now they are from Tampa, Florida, and they had a short jaunt to Boston, Massachusetts, as you can tell throughout Headlights for Eyes, where um, there's multiple mentions to Boston. And actually, Nudson had a lot of recurring nightmares while in Boston, so that kind of comes out in a couple of the songs throughout the album. Now the band with just Ward and Nudson is based in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, and they're currently, they released an EP 2020, um, Jump in the Dark, and they're working on some singles that have come out over the past two years. Definitely a very, um, alt-pop, anti-pop kind of group. They were featured on anti-pop Spotify playlists, one of their songs recently. The Headlights for Eyes follows more of the alt-pop sound. Um, a big influence for them, um, openly admitted by them, is the 1975 and SoundCloud rap. Um, so I think that comes up right. a lot in um, Headlights for Eyes. So yeah. That's the, that's the backstory of DBMK. Yeah, cool. Nashville. Yeah. There's a surprisingly big indie scene, like uh, the one interview that we've done so far on the show with uh, Doc Henry, who is mm -hmm. working on some new music that you should check out. She's also based in Nashville, so that's like a fun little tie-in. But yeah. Yeah. So, this album, Headlights Fries, what would you like say it's sort of like a vouch thing so headlights for eyes um i actually found a nice quote and a summary but um 
for that quote, it's kind of um, a story. Where is that? A story of all of us, a sort of coming of age serial comedy about the people that last with us as we grow in and out of places in our lives. So that's a quote from the band a um, couple years back um, about what they thought it was about. And it's meant to kind of represent like a night drive where you're just reflecting on all the people that you've come into contact with throughout your life, how they've affected you, how parts of them are just remaining with you as you go through life. They're kind of haunting you. Um, a lot of DBMK stuff has kind of ghosty vibes and um, like even their, their tour they just had was Ghosts in May. They, they feel with the ghost kind of scenarios and um, that haunting of those people that you've come into contact with in your life and you're just getting into your car, you're driving, it's the first song on the album. It's kind of like you're getting into your car to go for a night drive. That night drive is the album that you're listening to um, and you're just reflecting on all those haunts of your past. Yeah, yeah, that definitely, oh, sorry. Oh, you go ahead and finish. Yeah, no, you're you're good. Right. <laughs> oh, I was just gonna say, yeah, that definitely came through for a lot of the album, where it's got a lot of the lyrics seem to, you know, deal with like different insecurities and like a lot about drug withdrawal and loneliness, and the also the sound is all sort of you know cold and has a lot of '80s synth pop influences, mm -hmm. but also occasionally randomly it's like, and here are some trap eight oh eights. We are now post Malone. <laughs> That's definitely. Yeah, I think those bits are kind of like the the radio going to like commercials as you're driving, that kind of thing. Um, just coming through on your little drive through headlights for eyes. Um, yeah, the synth pop is definitely heavy in there. Um, main sounds of the ambience, dreamy, meta kind of sounds that come along with the various beeps and boops. Yeah. Do you have any favorite songs? Um, <laughs> I, I like I, I like a lot of the songs. Um. I'm definitely more of a quick, upbeat tempo person, so I prefer like some of the beginning songs like Heart Scam and Crush. Um, Crush I really like because I love the symbolism of a person that you kind of have a crush on is kind of like the, your, your drug. It's like that's like an addiction you have. Um, which they kind of talk about with the you keep me full of medicine line um, that uh, kind of thing so crush is probably one of them um, and then full of it is a big song about like um, someone that you loved has become someone that you have never known somehow and it's just a lot and a big reflection on your drive through life um yeah how about you what did you what did what did you think about the album like as a whole yeah uh as the whole i think there were a lot of strong there were several songs that strong songs like a 
I was also a big, pretty big fan of Polovid because it's like he's the that lyrical idea of sort of not knowing someone anymore. Plus, mm-hmm. it's just you know this great sounding song. You know, it's got all the it's very big and has lots of nice little melodic moments like in the pre-chorus and then that chorus melody. And then da, 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 I I can't sing it, but it was really cool. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The outro for How Half Life was cool. Uh, what a day to lose my mind is sort of a tears for fearsy thing. Mm-hmm. Or at least everybody wants to save the world, you know, it's got sort of this song. And then I also like I also like that they were willing to get a little bit more serious with like a Wishblade and Young, where they're like drugs are bad, but in a way that didn't feel forced. So like mm-hmm. you know, I'm I'm always down for a song about withdrawing withdrawal from drugs and their consequences. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kinda like why why was I into that but yet at the same time like i was totally into that kind of dichotomy yeah yeah Mm. Yeah, that's very true yeah i noticed that a lot in young i definitely when i was looking into their influence of soundcloud rap i definitely heard that come out a lot um, after half-life in the album (laughs) i was like okay I, I see the yeah. influence now. Yeah. I don't know about like. It depends on how who you categorize as SoundCloud rap because it doesn't sound like the. I guess I think more like the really grimy Florida guys like Denzel Curry and Ski Masks <laughs> or some god, but like it definitely fits in more with the emo folks <laughs> like Lil Peep and Travis and well, I guess Travis Scott is an emo, but. <laughs> it fits in with that side that's a little more polished and yeah heartfelt yeah definitely it, it's it's a light influence but i could i could yeah. see that it was there i also uh, heard i heard a lot of m83 on here honestly ooh a, a distractingly large <laughs> amount of it sounded like m83 like to the point that i was like you, you guys are you guys are kind of leaning on this a little bit much. You can, you, uh, uh, but uh, but I think there's there is a difference between them. Like mm-hmm. EBMK is a lot more lyric focused than the M eighty three. Like you're not gonna mistake them for each other. Yeah, that might be purposeful because it's like it's a it's like a serio comedy so they're kind of leaning on some other people a little bit more intensely than they normally would um yeah um the half life in the center is pretty f- i i find that mm. pretty funny um that they yeah. break right in the middle of half life right in the middle of the album and kind of change that song up i like the artistry yeah. in the half life part and like the little outro where it's got like sort of the little bleepy bloop sense and they're singing about like everyone's made of carbon we're all living half lives mm-hmm. like that was a, i think that was my favorite moment from the album mm-hmm yeah, Half-Life is just like a pinnacle moment in your reflections, I guess, on your night drive. And it's just got a lot of things going on throughout the song. And I like the yeah. carbon part. I, I also like the, um, the your god is medicine as ancient as mine lines throughout it. Science rules. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I was gonna ask. This is a somewhat serious question. Mm -hmm. As as a fan, as a person who is you know more invested, what do you think of the? Where was this? The, where they put? The, yeah, I got a double. Okay, in Switchblade, mm -hmm. it's sort of the towards the end where they start saying misery, sad over and over again. Mm -hmm. How does is does that does that do it for fans of DPMK? Because that was the moment where I was like, huh? I was just curious if there's like a deeper feeling. Um, I think that's more part of the sound. Um, mm. Like the sound of the lyrics sung rather than the lyrics themselves at that point. Um, <sighs> yeah, Switchblade, I feel like kind of ambivalent on. I like love the first part of it, but the second part of it kind of loses me a bit until it gets to the cherry tree part. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because, I mean, yeah, it's, it's like that Isaac Hayes sample where it's like, boom, with the little weird wah, wah guitar. That was, that was nice. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I will... I, it is, I have to rag on something for pretty much every album that comes in. So. Oh, that's totally fair. <laughs> My big ragging moment was it's just the, a full 30 seconds of them just going, Misery sad! Like... Yeah. That's all the, all the ragging I would do. Oh, you can do more ragging. Was there anything else you just didn't particularly like about it? I have no idea what a heart scam is. Yeah. That was actually the first song I ever heard by DBMK, so I think that might be why I like it so much and the ghosty vibes. But I don't understand that song, I don't think. It sounds intense, like yeah. There's been a lot of emotion. Like, I think this is probably the angriest he sounds, really, in like a way. But mm. yeah, I'm not sure what a heart scam means either. But it's just got. I mean, it's the first song I heard of there, so I I have to like it regardless of. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, fair. Yeah. Yeah, the the main theme of insecurity throughout the album that you, you kind of pointed out, um, I could see that in, like, a lot of it. Um, but Heart Scam, I was like, I don't... I'm, I'm not sure what this is really about. <laughs> like, okay, ghosty vibes. Like, I don't, I don't want to haunt these places alone. But after that, it's kind of like... I don't, I don't know what that is. <laughs> Speaking of ghosty vibes, I think Drive was actually pretty good. For that, mm -hmm. so, you know, it gets really depressing because it's like trying to keep the relationship together. He knows how mm -hmm. fragile it is, and then he has that whole bit about wondering about how it feels to go through his windshield and hit the road. Like, you. Mm. Uh. It's a nice little intro song for what's coming. Yeah. <laughs> You'll know right off, it, this is going to be introspective and nocturnal and 
<laughs> a wee bit sad. Yep. I think I'm bored gets a little angsty in there, too. The yeah. whole, like, gonna dye my hair and change my clothes because I'm bored. It's, it's yeah. a little angst for you, for your retrospection on the parts of your life you felt you need to change. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, lots of ennui, lots of, you know, agitation and, like, mm -hmm. not sure if the art that they're making is actually worthwhile. Yeah. Like... Or if hey, it's... the, the part... Sorry, you go ahead. Oh, yeah, you go. I went last time, so you go this time. But I think we were gonna, like, we're both talking about the, like, am I making art or am I just screaming into the dark, basically? Oh, yeah. Uh, Oh, I was going to talk about something else. So yeah, we'll say on this one instead. Oh yeah, yeah, that was a, that was a sad moment. That was a. Yeah. Oh. Hey, buddy. <laughs> you're singing into the dark. You're si you're singing. That's that's the thing you're doing. Yeah. I think that's it's good. like how a lot of people feel about their life, though. It's like, am I doing something worthwhile, or am I actually just like just contributing to the void? Yeah, yeah, like. That's a that's got to be a pretty unsettling emotion. I've now I get to brag a little bit. Having made some random songs at various points, I too have felt this thing. <laughs> Except not really. I'm very vain and narcissistic. I I have complete confidence. But these guys these guys do hit on something that other people feel. Other <laughs> Let's go. We like the confidence. Yeah. And also, and also, it's just, you know, it's a very danceable song. You know, it's got the big pump up 80s feel, or at least it's yeah. trying to, while still also being cool. Yeah. What were you going to say about it? Oh, the one other question, the, so the, the, towards the end where they're talking about, like, radio music and how it's, like, all commercial and a product. Mm-hmm. Who was that directed to? Was that like them talking about other people or them about themselves or someone else they just brought in or? Um, I think that kind of fit in with their anti-pop vibes of how they're like, and like the songs on the radio is just, what's the point of them? Cause they're not music anymore. But now that you think of like, now that you pointed out, like maybe it was about themselves, like, are they just contributing to like the songs that you hear that don't have meaning or whatever that you just feel like dancing to and all that? Or uh, maybe they were talking about themselves or adding themselves as, as you will. I'd kind of thought that it was just like the anti-pop and like the alt pop coming out of their desire and um, but maybe it was more insecurity. Yeah. I think I think I like that more and more. Mm -hmm. I will I am a little bit conflicted cuz I don't know, part of me has developed a bad knee-jerk reaction to any time like 90% of people within arts are like we're real artists unlike such and such cuz that just that something about that just makes me you know be like mm -hmm. Hold your horses there, buddy. You're not, you're not so great, but, like, mm -hmm. I think, I don't think it really fits them, because they are actually, like, trying to hit on, like, deeper emotions. They are really trying hard to, like, you know, make these, you know, 
you know, experiment with the different sounds some and like, you know, make these cool moments and they're trying to hit deeper things. So mm -hmm. you guys, you guys, you guys beat that one. So good on you. Yeah. And they, I mean, like they like, they, they like openly admit on their like Instagram stories that I watch like religiously that they're like obsessed with the 1975, which is a pretty popular band. So I, I guess it would make yeah. more sense for them to be more concerned about themselves rather than like other artists that are popular not being whatever they deem music. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I like that. I like that interpretation better. It does seem more fitting to them. It was also nice, this is a just random one, because I think I've hit all my main points, but the one random thing was, I like how at the end they bring back the, said I was hopeless, then how, what am I now from the very beginning? Because I always like that one, they like, you know, mm. tying everything together in an album. Yeah, I think the layout of the album was pretty good. Like, they, like address things that they've addressed before and like kind of sum it up like the intro through the half-life and the beginning or the middle and then the young summary of everything including like references back to earlier songs um yeah I could also be a little bit biased just because I am their quiet mega stan. <laughs> Scream it from the rooftops. I should. I should be doing that. I should be being a good <laughs> member of the cult with a K. Oh, is that is that what their fandom's called? It's called cult with a K. But well not <laughs> not cult with a K, but cult. And it the word cult is spelled with a K. Wait, wait, wait. They aren't called the DBM cults? No, they're not. That's right there. The, the get on, you, get on your board. The plane cult. Oh. <sighs> but if you look on their Instagram and go all the way back, they don't have any posts from the Headlights for Eyes era because they're moving on, I guess, because the two members parted ways. It's kind of sad. Hard to find information on the, them before, before their 2020 era. Any, any closing thoughts? Um, no, I, th I think I've gone over everything that I've thought of. What about you? Yeah, I thought overall, solid album, some interesting ideas, mm -hmm. some parts that made me squint a little bit, but you know, overall, oh, solid, yeah. solid little, solid indie rock album. Mm -hmm. Nice job. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you, oh listener, for listening. Uh, the album that we were discussing was Headlights for Ice Bear DBMK. Stay tuned to hear about Fever to Toe by Yeah Yeah Yeah.